What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 413 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, starting off with the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Rake. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is away on assignment this week, so we had to call in the big guns coming at you from the pint, colon. A pop culture podcast, Mr. John Amenta. Hello there. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, it's it's great to have you here. Uh, you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's a holiday week, and you know what that means—a shorter show. So we're going to review the first, maybe only, season of Obi-Wan, which was currently streaming on Disney+. Plus, and that's it. <laughs> that's all we're going to do. So a little housekeeping up front. Please don't freak out. The queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, will be away for a few more weeks uh, while she recovers from coronavirus. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> coronavirus! Oh, boy. So uh, as of right now, she's doing okay. Don't worry about it. But we will be having some guests. You know, we had a guest last week because it was a horror movie. Uh, John happily jumping in this week. And then we'll have a guest next week to help us with Thor as well. And then we'll see where we're at. But Aubrey is alive and she's doing okay. So thoughts and prayers out to her as she deals with the Rona. Mr. John Amenta from the Pint Colon uh, Pop Culture Podcast. How the hell are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's always awesome to be uh to be chilling with you guys. You guys were on uh, on my show earlier this year. We did a couple of... Uh, of not so great eighties uh, <laughs> action films, uh, Arena and uh, Megaforce, and we, we just have we have a good time. We always have a good time, and it's awesome. I love the show. I'm a big So Wizard fan. Uh, four thirteen. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the four one three. Mark Ellis Reagans, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thank you for the nice words, John. I will say that you are one of my favorite podcasters to listen to. Uh, so when you even do guests on uh, other shows, I definitely tune in because I, I feel like we are kind of on the same uh, level mentality when it comes to movies. So uh, I am honored to have you on our show this week, dude. I appreciate that, man. Although I will say I've never seen Bloodshot and I doubt I would give it a three. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> well, maybe a three out of ten. Yeah, three out of ten. Or, yeah, or definitely lower than three. All right. I take back everything I say. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And Joey, how are you doing this week, dude? I'm good. I am uh, recovering. Uh, My wife and I went to a concert this past week. I talked about it on last week's show. And uh, first off, speaking of coronavirus, for the second time in less than a year, uh, Flogging Molly canceled (laughs) due to someone having coronavirus. So the second time. Attempting to see Flogging Molly in New Haven, Connecticut. They got coronavirus and couldn't play. Uh, they moved the show to a smaller venue. 
and my wife and I still went. We went, we got something to eat. We had Korean food and walked around in New Haven a little bit, enjoyed the shops, uh, went to the concert. Uh, Tiger Army was fantastic. Uh, the interrupters were like life changing. Uh, one of my favorite bands probably I've discovered in the last five years and they were just face meltingly awesome. So after I wiped the snot and tears from my face after the concert, got home and I was like, fuck i'm sore and i'm tired yeah <laughs> i realized i'm not 16 anymore so I, I originally intended to just roll into work a little late the next day and i was like i'm not going to work so. no of course not <laughs> my boss told me the same thing she's like I'm, I'm putting in the vacation day for you and we, you can always cancel it if you show up but i'm not expecting you to show up I'm like ah, i'll be fine it took me like three days to like recover. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually proud of you, Joey, because I think you're maybe like a year younger than me. We've discussed this before. And like, I would say the last two or three years, I consider myself aged out of concerts. Like I, I always love going to concerts, but now when one comes up, I mean, not even talking about just COVID, you know, I, I'm past really worrying about that anymore, but like just the idea of like, you know, oh, I have to drive X amount to get to the <laughs> venue, and then I have to deal with X amount of fucking assholes and people at the venue, and then they're going to pull the shit where, like, there's, like, especially, like, if I see a concert I want to go to, and I see more than two opening acts, I'm not going. <laughs> I am not going. Just have one opening act, and then put the main band on, because I'm 46, and I want you to start by nine. <laughs> and I, I, I think I've just aged out. It's, it's over for me. Oh man, that's sad. I um, love going to concerts. I have since I was God, probably like fourteen or fifteen. Started going to like punk rock shows and stuff, and I've always loved to go. And it fell off a little bit. And then when my daughter kind of got to a certain age, she wanted to go to concerts. She liked a lot of the same music as me at the time. So there's that. Me and my wife like to go. Um, we're obviously we're gonna go see Maiden later on this year. Uh, my daughter and I have tickets to go see My Chemical Romance later on this year. Um, we should have a good time. It's it's a fun time, and I'll agree with you though. It depends on the band. So like this concert, um, in theory, it should have been Flogging Molly headlining, and then the Interrupters, Tiger Army, and a band called the Skints opening. And I only I wanted to see three of those four bands, so that's fine. When it's like multiple bands, I want to see. But when it's like you go to see the main act, and there's two or three bands opening that you either never heard of or don't care about, it's like brutal. It's it's physically painful to sit through that stuff. Yeah, especially if they have like a 45 minute set, which is usually like almost like the the lowest they'll do. It's like, I got to sit through this band for 45 minutes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. What sucks about going to see Maiden is that usually they have terrible opening acts. Uh, Like usually they're terrible, but you want to get there and you want to get settled and sat down and relax and blah, blah, blah. So like you're not going to just show up right before they start. But for the most part, they've had terrible opening acts every single time I've seen them, except uh, Ghost opened one time, which was not my thing, but at least it's a, a name band. Right. And then, God, in like 2002, I saw them with uh, Dio and Motorhead. All right. So that's the, big. That's big. That, that's like, that's good. That's like two headliners opening. Right. And that was awesome. But yeah, then other times I've seen them and, and the bass player's son has a band and they're terrible. And they uh, they play for like an hour. And I'm just I want to die like the whole time. I'm just like, oh god, I'm just gonna take a nap. 
the band's name is Steve Harris's kids band sucks. That's the band name. <laughs> it should be. It should be. But yeah, that that's all. I, I completely understand. But, you know, it's something I like to do to get out of the house and spend time with my wife because we don't have a lot of stuff in common, which sounds weird because we have a happy, loving relationship, but we don't have a lot of stuff in common. She hates going to the movies. <laughs> like comic book conventions uh, or video games or any of that stuff or action figures. So, uh, you know, we can agree on music to go see. It's fun. So. And this was actually music she didn't like. So that was part of our, our wedding anniversary. Uh, the person I was supposed to go with canceled. So Jen went as my number two because I had an extra ticket. But the handshake agree it was for my anniversary because so I didn't have to go alone like a weirdo. And the handshake agreement was that she could not sit there with a puss on all night just because she didn't like the band. So. <laughs> And how did she do? She did good. She did good. Um, she didn't dislike anything, so it was fun. And we had dinner, and we had a good time hanging out. So it was fine. It was fine. But, yeah, man, it took me almost all week to recover, which was sad because I'm getting old. But, you know, more time to watch TV and make TikToks and all sorts of other stuff. So enough about us. Marcellus Reagans, please, let's talk some more about us and tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right, so everybody can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, You can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> we'll get yeah. to that very <laughs> shortly. All right, guys. So Obi-Wan, the TV series, dropped on Disney Plus. We've all had a chance to watch all the episodes, and we're gonna jump into it. We like to give our listeners a week or so to kind of catch up and get all caught up, and then we jump into a review. Currently streaming on Disney Plus. As always, we're gonna talk a little non-spoiler. Then Mark Ellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you still haven't finished it, at least you'll know what we thought. And the rest of you stick around and we'll talk some more in depth. But to start, John, did you watch this binge or did you watch it weekly? I watched this weekly. Mark Ellis, right? Yeah, I had to watch it weekly. There's no way I was going to sit on this and wait while the Internet talks all about it. Screw that. <laughs> I also watched it weekly. So no bingers here today. Let's get it going. Non-spoiler, what is your initial impression, John Aminta from Pint, a pop I, culture podcast? <laughs> I uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, um, I'm i a big, like, look, the prequels are what they are 
but they gave us Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is just a classic all-time Star Wars, like a win right there. Like, whether you like the prequels or not, you can't deny that. And Obi-Wan is this great character that we haven't seen in forever. And it was nice to catch up with him uh, and find out, you know, where he is in this particular period of his uh, of his time, you know, on Tatooine. And, I mean, no matter what, it was better than the, the Book of Boba Fett. So, <laughs> it, 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 comparatively speaking, you know, I, I know you can't really say one thing's good because it's better than another thing. But after Boba Fett, I was very nervous. Um, but I enjoyed this one. Week by week, there was something in every episode that I, I left like, oh, I can't wait to see what they're going to do next. All right. Markellis Reagans, how about you? Yeah, I enjoyed the show. I, I'm am very appreciative of a live action story that bridges episode three or bridges the prequels to the original trilogy. And I think this show did a really good job of saying, yes, you are familiar with these other movies. Here's a live action adventure that combines the two things together, or at least two elements of it together. Uh, and I thought it worked. I, for the most part, I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, I uh, love seeing Obi-Wan, I love the story that they were uh, setting up that they didn't really hint at. And I like the fight scenes. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. All right. Um, you know, I'm going to be right up there with you guys. I, I liked it. I'm not going to sit here and say I loved it. And there's reasons for that, which we will get into in spoilers. But it, you're right, John. It certainly was better than Book of Boba Fett. And I, you know what, I just, I just liked it a lot. You know, I love Star Wars. So let's get that off the table right off the bat. Like it's, I'm going to like it no matter what, for the most part, but well, except for Rise of Skywalker, right, Mark? Ooh, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Somehow Mark's love of Rise of Skywalker has returned. Somehow Joey's bringing up a bad joke about Rise of Skywalker has returned. Thank you. <laughs> So I, uh, I, I, you know, there are Star Wars things I don't like, but for the most part, I usually will give everything a chance. And, and you know what? I did like it. I enjoyed it while I was watching it. Um, you know, I feel like it's very similar. We talked with the black phone last week, Mark, and I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to that yet, John. But uh, there are some things much like that where when you scratch at it a little bit, it you're kind of like, wait, what? Huh? Are you sure? Wait, uh, what? But. I think if you turn, I God, I hate to use, I hate this phrase. I'm sorry. I hate it. If you turn your brain off <laughs> and just enjoy it for what it is, I think you will enjoy it. So that is three, pretty much thumbs up from the three of us. I think it's definitely worth checking out. That's what we're getting from us. So now you're going to drop the drop and we are going to spoil Obi-Wan. What's the <laughs> spoiler? Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> <laughs> that is from uh triumph the insult comic dog insulting people in line to see attack of the clones <laughs> that's a great video that's a great the when the the one the one guy has the vader outfit and you know the chest plate and he's like what does this button do call your mom to pick you up <laughs> <laughs> but that that is very timely i guess as timely as a 20 year old video can be john oh, yeah. tell us some things you liked about the show wow uh so you and mcgregor Right off the bat, he like slipped right back into the character, but an older version 
a super like nuanced version, right? Like, so he's he's broken, yeah, um, to the point where he can't even, he hasn't or can't use the force anymore. Um, he's got the, the the worst job ever. He's he's like he's a butcher in the middle of the desert. He's just trying his hardest to to stay off the grid, but also keep an eye on Luke as he promised. But he he's just he's beaten, and um, I thought they did a great job, and he did a great job of giving you like that arc through six episodes where he goes from a beaten guy to like Omega level Obi-Wan by the end. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I like so much about it. I liked, and you know, <laughs> F all the haters. I liked, uh, uh, Moses Ingram a lot as, as, uh, the, um, one of the inquisitors, uh, Riva, you know, I don't know what people had a problem with if it was, you know, uh, the, the, the standard bullshit about her race or something. Well, that's that probably that's, part of it. <laughs> well, that's then, then just disqualify that and shut up because she, not you, by the way, but, you know, uh, just get rid of that. Like, this is Star Wars. Like, this is, this is a super inclusive thing. Yeah, Mark's it, incredibly racist. I don't know. No, no, I just, when I said, I say shut up, I talk to you and I say shut up. It just sounds Mark hates funny. black people. No. <laughs> I, you know, Much you like guys, George Bush. You guys know what I mean. It's just, it's it just, you know, there's toxic fandom everywhere. Yes. And, and unfortunately it seems like every once in a while, like, and, and look, let's be honest. I don't understand like the personal attacks on the, um, the girl that played Rose Tico, but I do agree. Rose Tico was a shitty character. Uh Oh, this, this, I, 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 that's my opinion. This one here was a very, a very, again, like layered, cool character, especially when you get to the twist at the end. You know, or at least the you know her origin. I, I don't know what people had a problem with, but overall there was a ton of things. And not to sound just like base level, but like the fight scenes and you know all of them. Uh, there were so many cool visual scenes between you know the first encounter with Darth Vader and Obi Wan, uh, the second fight between them, the Darth Vader Reva fight, and then that whole underwater like when Obi Wan flooded that tube, the <laughs> tunnel, and and just all those floating stormtroopers. I, I just there was so much to like about this. Mark, are you going to allow Rose Tico slander to stand on this podcast? <laughs> well, first off, I have a message for you. Yes. Fuck you, Joey. Okay? <laughs> now say that with love, though. Uh, so, <laughs> I, you know, everyone is entitled to their own opinion about the uh, sequel trilogy. I am done fighting that, that battle. <laughs> <laughs> I love what I love. You can hate what you hate, whatever. I don't care. Um, that how we're gonna win by now. that's all right. That's how we're gonna win by ignoring people on the internet. Uh, <laughs> by ignoring how somehow <laughs> the emperor has returned. <laughs> I'm sure that's all gonna be explained in some Disney Plus show. It's um, probably already explained in a book or something. <laughs> yeah, I I did like the show. Uh, one of the things that I liked is I did not realize that, and I you know it did kind of leak a little bit earlier that. The plot of the show was Obi-Wan's going to have to leave the planet to save Princess Leia. And I'm like, eh, I don't know how much I buy into that. Um, and then when it happened, I'm like, oh, OK, that actually kind of makes sense. And I actually enjoy it. So I enjoyed that storyline. Uh, I enjoyed that he was given a choice that uh, he had to leave in order to help out his friend because of the importance of Anakin's kids. So him going to save Leia was great. I thought the girl that played Leia was absolutely perfect. I just adored her. Uh, if she did a, a really good job of, of making you believe that she's going to grow up to be the fiery Princess Leia that we all know and love. 
Uh, I thought the John Williams theme for the show was actually really good. Like whenever it came up, it felt like Star Wars, um, like the old Star Wars. So I, I actually really enjoyed that. Uh, I like the concept of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru being like, you know, farmers with weapons ready to defend their land against anyone that comes for their kid. That I thought was cool because I never thought I would be like, you know, rooting for Aunt Beru to pick up a rifle. So I, that I thought was pretty ah. badass. Um, yes, and I agree. Arriva was amazing. I think it just took a while before they, um, before they, the story like caught up to what the character was because you don't really get a good sense of she's kind of one note or maybe two notes in the first few episodes. But she mm-hmm. does such a good job. And once the story caught up to what she was doing, the character, I, I thought her character was was fantastic. And then the last thing is the, the fight between Vader and Obi-Wan. The first one was really good because you really see how petty Anakin is, <laughs> which I loved. Him dragging <laughs> Obi-Wan through the fire. Like, now you're going to burn like I burned. I'm like, oh, shit. That's great. Um, Welcome to Pettyville. <laughs> <laughs> Population you. <laughs> And we get to see Vader be kind of a kind of a dick and walking through the town and snapping kids necks and shit like that's, you know, you get the sense that this Vader is going to be popular throughout the galaxy as a threat. Uh, And then the final battle between the two. I mean, even though we got the battle in episode three, I thought this one was a really cool fight and especially giving uh, Obi-Wan a chance to talk to what's left of Anakin uh, face to face. Um, So, yeah, I really enjoyed those aspects of it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I did like a lot of stuff in the show. I will agree with you, Mark. I thought the actress that played young Princess Leia did a really good job, regardless of uh, some other things, which I'll get to in a little bit uh, about that character. Uh, I, I thought the actress did a good job. And for the most part, it was well written. You're right. It definitely made her seem like she would grow up into Carrie Fisher. Um, I also liked Reva and I liked her a lot more after the series was over. Um the nonsense stuff we were joking about aside, I think some of the backlash came because she's they show her as being so OP, just like so overpowered, like so badass. And I think there's a reason for that, <laughs> which is so when Vader completely dismisses her to the point where he's not even fighting her with a lightsaber yeah. and just hands it her lightsaber back to her halfway through the fight out of boredom <laughs> and then and just reveals that he knew the whole time he's going to re- she was going to betray him and he didn't give a shit is supposed to make Vader look better <laughs> that's the whole point it's like you've been watching this one character be badass and kicking ass and taking names for five episodes and you realize she's not even close to the same level as Vader <laughs> which yeah. ups the threat of him like that's the whole point of the storytelling it just it wasn't there right up front so some people were probably taking it back by like oh here comes this new character that's better than all the old characters but I liked the payoff of that. Where, did you either of you guys figure out that she was one of the younglings at the beginning, like right away? I did not. But then, like, I was going through Facebook or Twitter one day and I saw, like, you know, one of these people put up, like, a picture of the first scene of the younglings and it said, you know, Reva Theory. And it had a circle around the young girl. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that was when I first thought, okay, maybe this person's right. But I didn't pay any attention to it. And obviously, it came true. Mark. Uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking that at all. But again, oh, like wow. like like John, when when someone had posted it as a theory online, I saw it. I'm like, oh well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So of course, she's going to be one of the younglings. And then when you look at it, like, oh yeah, that it makes storytelling sense. So yeah, I bought it as soon as that theory went up. I bought it. 
I figured it out like right away only because I was like, why would they show this? And why would they be concentrating on this young black girl with braids? <laughs> and then all of a sudden the main character over here is a, it looks like it should be her grown up. So I figured it out right away, but that does, didn't necessarily ruin the story because for me, it didn't mean like, Oh, she's got a plan or she's like, she's going to try to get revenge. I just thought, Oh, well she turned bad. <laughs> like, okay. So, not a big deal. Maybe she was sick of those goofy youngling helmets. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I did like Reva quite a bit. I, I'm happy she survived. Uh, I'd like to see more of that character going forward, especially if they can get her doing some cool, like behind the scenes Jedi stuff and some more fights and stuff. Because I, I, I thought the fight with her invader was uh, amazing. She was just going full fucking force, and he's just like barely breaking a sweat, just waving his hand around. Didn't uh, give two fucks. You know? He was just using like force judo on her. Like she would yeah. move, and he would just slide her away. And he would just catch the fucking. He would like catch the lightsaber with the force, and like he didn't even care. Like I, I just thought that was great, especially after the buildup of how badass she was for the whole first half of the season or the first like five, four out of five episodes or whatever. I thought that was amazing. I loved. I, and I still love it started with Rogue One. I just love the idea of Vader as his awful force of nature. You know, he's walking through the village and he's killing people. He he's borderline unstoppable. He ripped that fucking plane down. Yeah. Um, and that was great. That was just fucking badass. Um, and I liked the fact that they made it make sense. Like, oh, well, you know, because you're like, why would he do this? Why would he not do this? Why, you know, but because he even Obi-Wan says he's so consumed with rage about Obi-Wan, he's not seeing the forest for the trees. So he's letting Ice Cube's son <laughs> get away, who actually I thought was great and hopefully uh, shows up again in some of these shows. Um, did, did you guys like him in this? Yeah, I liked him a lot. And I, that's to me, I felt like, you know, the role was small enough to be a good introduction to what will probably end up being, you know, a show maybe that he's more involved with because essentially they, I don't remember what they called it. The path was it the path. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, this is like an early version of the rebels and this is, you know, so I, I would love to see something like that. I agree. There's definitely a part where they set up where they're like, uh, you know, you are a natural leader and it's like, okay, you can definitely see a few years from now, he's going to be part of the rebel Alliance, part of the, of one aspect of the rebel Alliance. So yeah, I hope they do bring him back. Yeah, I did like that character a lot, and it just reeked of um, this character will be showing up in comics and novels for the next 10 years. <laughs> we'll be getting painted covers of books with Ice Cube's son on them. You know, um, <laughs> That's just how Star Wars worked. But I liked all that stuff. Uh, I loved Obi-Wan like just being living in a fucking cave. Like you guys said, he's working. He's riding a Neopi, which was great. Uh, what did you guys think of... Uh, Liam Neeson's cat cameo at the end. So I, I had a feeling it had to happen. You know, they made a big deal of the fact that he couldn't connect with him. You know, there was something wrong. But besides his force, uh, not using the force for so long, you know, he's racked with guilt and, you know, he's constantly trying to connect with him. So you're like, this is going to happen. It's going to, he's going to save the day. He's going to redeem himself in his own eyes. And it's going to be the last scene of the show. And it, it was. And you know what? I had no problem with it because I like Liam Neeson a lot. I've always liked Liam Neeson a lot. I like Qui-Gon. And we only, you know, he's he's one of the characters in Star Wars. And we only gotten one movie. Um, so it was nice. It, it was really cool that he was willing to come back. I mean, also, look, this is the guy that made Taken 2 and 3. And so he, <laughs> he's going to come back where they're going to throw him some money. But it was really cool to see him 
um, show up and have that like bit of closure where Obi-Wan now has kind of gotten past the point where he's kind of, um, you know, able to, to see his, his master again. I, I thought that was cool. Mark. Yeah. I, thought, I like Liam Neeson. I was glad to see him come back. You know, like I said, this is a really good bridge between the prequels and the original trilogy. So I enjoyed it. I thought, I don't know, for some reason, I thought that the end of episode three, when Yoda's like, I will teach you how to speak with Obi-Wan, that it would have happened a lot quicker than 10 years. <laughs> and I think it would take that fucking long <laughs> for him to finally get to him. Um, and I also wanted Qui-Gon to be like, yo, I told you to train the kid. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Leave you alone for, <laughs> for 19 years and this is what happens? What the fuck? So, um, yeah. Somebody, but- somebody, Mark, has been making deep fake uh, TikToks right along that whole line. So. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, look, this was all Qui-Gon's fault to begin with, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, the council was like, no, this kid's evil. Like, he's fucking the worst. And he's like, no, I'll train him. Yeah. And they're like, all right, but it's on you. And look what happened. He killed the younglings. <laughs> Way to go, Qui-Gon. But no, nah, it's all good now. You know, he's, he's back. He's chilling with Obi-Wan, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, I, I did like seeing Liam Neeson back. All right. Well, let's get to things we didn't like. Uh, John, anything you did not like about the show? Um, okay, so on the first viewing, I wasn't super crazy about the Leia aspect of everything, and I wasn't crazy right away of the girl. I liked the girl who played Leia, but like she, she seemed young for 10 to me. But I will say that as the as the show went around i embrace that but i here's one problem i have with that side of the story and it's just typical star wars stuff like you know vader built 3po all that stuff like leia doesn't seem to have any memory of ben kenobi in a new hope when she leaves the message and she says my father you know had told me you were a great general she was 10 like did she get hit in the head really fucking hard <laughs> you spent like a really good amount of time with this guy, like on an adventure. And I, I don't know, but unless I miss something that they said, and they've done this in star Wars before where it's like characters seem to know each other, but they didn't. So I don't know. That part bothered me. Am I wrong? You guys agree with that or no? Well, Obi-Wan did tell her that she can't mention that they know each other or in, in, in a roundabout way, because it, it would put both of them in danger. So I'm going to assume that when she does deliver the message, she if it does get compromised by someone, they will think of, you know, she's just someone that heard about this guy through her father, not someone who's like, okay. oh, yeah, remember that time when you rescued me from <laughs> the Inquisitors? <laughs> like they don't they're trying to keep our identity safe. So I don't think they want to they want to cross those lines or, you know, make those connections. So I think that's why the transmission was as vague as it was. And you're right. I didn't think about it. There is that. Yeah, he does tell her that at the end. It's just nitpicky. I mean, um, I think, oh God, I like um, Kumal uh, Nanjiani a lot, but he was wasted in this. Like the whole, that whole kind of like flim flam Jedi thing. I actually, um, I liked that, but he didn't need to be go further beyond that. that, so. that, well, that that's what I meant was I liked him in that one episode, but then bringing him back later on, like to kind of like in his eyes redeem himself. I, I don't know. I didn't feel like that really worked. And then, you know, really, really, there's not a lot of nitpick. I will say there was one scene that I don't know how any of the writers didn't think about it, but I think it's during 
is it during the, it's during the first confrontation between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader where he drops Obi-Wan down into the ground? Yeah. That might have been in the second one. How he did not say, now I've got the high ground pitch is <laughs> just amazing. Because I, I was, I'm really, when it, that happened, I was really waiting for Vader to go, you know, don't try it. <laughs> I've got the high ground. And I was like, ah, oh, he didn't do it. I would have done that. But no, I, I think overall it was, it was a really enjoyable show. Um, I think if you looked at it six episodes, you probably could have whittled it down a little bit, but I was fine with all six episodes. And I mean, a big plus was that at no point did this turn into a Mandalorian uh, episode. There was never like, you know, episode five, oh, this is going so bad. We got to, we got to show you the Mandalorian. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about it. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, Marcellus Reagans, how about you? So, yeah, so this was originally a movie. Uh, it was always planned to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie from years ago. And you can tell in this in the show that they took that script and just kind of taffied it out, you know, stretched it out to get six episodes out of it. Um, so and that's the issue that I kind of have with it. Like, I can tell exactly where the original script was, like all of the cool stuff with Obi-Wan and, and Vader. That's the original script. All of the the Inquisitor stuff that they're adding in to blend the uh, the cartoons, like to show that the characters that you know from the cartoons are actually in the Star Wars universe. Here's a live action version of them. Like all of that stuff is being added on. You can tell, and it it feels like stretched out. It feels like it should be a two maybe two plus hour movie uh, that you know kind of got a little bit out of control. You know, o- Obi Wan gets his mission. I need to go and save Leia. He figures out a way to get to the planet. He finds her. He rescues her. She gets kidnapped again. Now she's in the Inquisitor office. Obi-Wan has to go save Leia again. So it, it, you know, it's like it repeats itself. And it's only one story. Like poetry, it rhymes? <laughs> At least there's movies separating the scenes. You don't repeat yourself in the same fucking movie. <laughs> so that bothered me a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's fine. You know, it's Star Wars, so you know I'm like obligated to kind of like it. I like the stuff that I like, and the stuff that I didn't like, I just ignore. I just don't. I okay. just couldn't care less. The the guy right. coming out of the desert, going the the old Jedi is like, oh Obi Wan, I found you. You know, you know we we need you. And Obi Wan's like, no, forget about being a Jedi. Forget about the Force. Just bury it in the sand and walk away. And then the next scene, he goes to Uncle Owen. We got to train Luke in the Force. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm with you. That's something I didn't think about um, right now. But when it happened, I thought the same thing. Like he's so gung ho that Luke has to learn the Force. Yet meanwhile, when this guy is like going to get murdered, <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, no, you know, you don't know who I am. Don't look at me. Don't look me in the eyes. Forget about the Force. Bury your lightsaber. Maybe- Maybe he knew that guy from before, you know, like that annoying person you work with and you see him in the mall and you're like, fuck, like, I don't want to talk to this guy. And he's like, hey, man, let's go through the force. You're like, "Uh, no, you know what? I'm busy. I I really can't. Yeah. Good luck being tracked down by the fucking inquisitors. Meanwhile, I got to get ready. I got to get this little 10 year old kid ready to uh, at at some point lead the Jedi again. Like that part didn't make sense. So, again, the script was there. They taffed it out. And some of the elements of it does not quite land. All right. All right. So for me, a lot of that kind of stuff, I'm almost willing to hand wave. And I don't know, maybe for you, John, but I don't know. But I know probably not for you, Mark. Uh, I've read like 70 million horrible Star Wars EU novels. I've never I've never gotten into the EU novels, but I've I've read the comics. And right. 
you know. Did you ever read the books, Mark? I think I read the the first of the Heir to the Empire, the Timothy yeah. Zahn one. I, that one I read. But you didn't dive deep. You weren't reading no. like six a year or anything. Like no, that. I mean, I, I heard of the concepts. I wanted to read about like Han and Leia's kids. That sound like a cool story, but I just never got around to it. I was balls deep in that stuff for a long time. And there's just so much of it that's just like shit. And you're like, eh, don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry about it. So you get used to Star Wars, unlike Marvel, where I expect everything to connect and I expect all these things to make sense. And like the same guy who was working for damage control in No Way Home is also working for damage control in Miss Marvel. And, you know, you expect all this stuff to make sense and hook up. It's Star Wars. I'm like, ah, eh, who gives a shit? And like, <laughs> you can hand wave all that stuff because that's how it always was. It, there was the movies are canon. And then, you know, there's stuff that happens in the video games or the books or the comics. And sometimes it counts and sometimes it doesn't, but it doesn't really matter. So that's kind of how I feel about a lot of this stuff. So, like, Leia's not quite the right age or, you know, she met Obi-Wan and had a grand adventure. You can kind of hand wave that from the dialogue in the fourth movie. Like you guys said, he told her not to, to act like she knew him. And then the only other time she talks about him looks like i'm here with ben kenobi and she goes ben kenobi <laughs> how you want to interpret that now is a little different but it, it kind of works but for me like a lot of the, the things that i didn't like like in the first episode so the first i i didn't think the first episode was very good so here we are again with a disney plus show with a weak first episode but the the crowning achievement of shit of that show was flea and those guys <laughs> chasing princess leia in the woods yeah, that scene was not good. That, that was, was horrendous. And that was like your ending scene to that episode. So that was like your kind of like what you're building up to. And it's yeah, it's these like these three or four guys chasing a six year old, a ten year old, six year old <laughs> through the woods. It, it was it was not good. And they were getting defeated by like running into single branches and just like it was awful. It was so poorly shot and so poorly staged and written. It was just bad. Like, just have them grab her. <laughs> like, just have them grab her. <laughs> just use the you, p- turn the the uh, one of the pistols to stun. It, yeah. it works. Just stun her. You're not you're not hurting her. You're <laughs> it, knocking it her out. It didn't need to be a 15 minute scene that looked like it was a poorly shot sequence from Power Rangers. It was bad. It, like, it really pulled me out where I was like. Suddenly I was questioning because I was I was I was pretty, pretty OK. I knew the first episode was going to suck because it's a Disney Plus show, but I was still OK with what was going on. And that like pulled me way out and made me be like, man, I'm like 45 years old. Like, why am I watching this? <laughs> this is like this is like some fucking like Disney Channel, like dog with a blog, like type shit. Like, this is bad. This looks like Wizards of Waverly Place or some <laughs> shit. Uh, it was bad. So that was awful. Um, there's a point in the sec, the first time Darth Vader fights Obi-Wan. So he, everything's going cool. Everything's badass. It's great. I really liked like Obi-Wan basically just running the fuck away. He didn't want to fight him. Everything's great. He's burning him, blah, blah, blah. So then there's the fire and, um, the girl from game of Thrones, like shoots the blaster like twice. And then Darth Vader's like, all right, well, I'll see you later then. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. it was never really explained, like, why he left at that point. He was afraid of that hammer robot. Was he? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, he was afraid of the girl from Game of Thrones. I don't know. It, it, it needed something else needed to happen there to justify him walking away, especially when we now 
few episodes later see him ripping fucking starships out of the sky. Well, (laughs) he's so powered by anger towards Obi Wan that he's willing to like do all this crazy stuff, and and Reva can't even fucking touch him, and she's like the best Inquisitor, and she can't even touch him in a battle when he's not even using a fucking lightsaber. But somehow, just the fire that he fucking started, he's like, yeah. I guess I better walk away. Well, do you think maybe that like his end game in that encounter, at least was to leave him burned. Like he, he left him, you know, on Mustafar, you know, in revenge of the Sith. Like I, I mean, again, the, the, um, the way they got to it was stupid, but I think maybe like dragging him through the fire and just leaving him laying there, knowing what he just did to him and knowing what he's going to go through. Um, maybe, maybe that was it. And then he's just like, ah, I'll finish him off later on. Maybe that is supposed to be a parallel with him, just him and the other Inquisitor just laughing at Riva and walking away and just leaving her there. But it doesn't work. <laughs> show. So it, it needed something it either needed something more to happen that would have caused him to leave or it needed an explanation later on where he was like, that was part of the plan. He's going to lead us back to the path or whatever. Like it needed just a, a, another hook to make that make sense because it just doesn't. So, and I'll agree with you, John. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name, and I'm sorry. The guy from Eternals. Um, I loved him as a shady guy pretending to be a Jedi in the second episode. But man, he didn't need to be there any further. <laughs> yeah, that one episode was good. It should have. It should have been stopped there. Right. Another character that will be coming soon in all Star Wars comics and novels for. <laughs> Next 15 years is what it felt like. Um, and the only other thing that was nonsense, I actually really liked the second episode when they were in like the uh, neon city because it was kind of a different setting than we've seen Tatooine so goddamn much in these Disney shows at this point. Um, is that Obi-Wan's like, all right, I got to go get Leia and I need to be in disguise. I'm going to wear my Jedi robes <laughs> with my with my hood up. No one will know it's me. Joey, hold on one second. This is the guy who's hiding from the Empire on Tatooine, and he only changes his first name to Ben. He leaves his last name Kenobi. So like, so it's not a surprise that he, he wasn't thinking that hard about his... Well, hey, his, it uh, worked for <laughs> Luke. You know what? It worked for Luke. I've That always has driven me nuts about that. It's like, just change your name to, like, Ben Jackson. You know, if you're going to go that far. Just, like, you know, old Obi-Wan. Oh, no, I know Ben Kenobi. It's, <laughs> it's fucking Obi-Wan. It's the same guy. It was just so weird because... And it's an opportunity to have another outfit for the toys, but like he couldn't have got any other outfit to wear a hat, something like, yeah, <laughs> he literally just shows up as Obi-Wan. <laughs> I thought somebody would make a crack about him, like cosplaying for a Jedi convention or something like, cause he just looked like he walked right off the fucking set of Phantom Menace. <laughs> like, you're, not, you're not fooling anyone right now. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, and that's it. It's just little nitpicky stuff like that. Just little nitpicky stuff. Um, I don't know the director did that great a job. Um, I know a lot was made out of her directing all six episodes, but I, I almost feel like maybe Robert Rodriguez should have directed this instead no. of Boba Fett. But no, 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 no. Just for the action, I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. Like it's good, but it's not great. That's that's just kind of where I'm at. I, I'm I'm like nitpicking at little things where I'm like, this could have happened, this could have happened, cut this, move this, do this, and now you've got a five out of five show. Um, but there's nothing egregious here. So we're not talking about like Jurassic World Dominion or fucking Lightyear or some of the nonsense we've watched in the last few months that's been awful. It's just it's good that could have been great. So that that's just where I'm at with it. 
Yeah, you know, I will say it. Something that that did bother me was the fact that I, if I'm watching the show correctly, Riva got stabbed as a kid, right? As a as yep. a youngling, and, but she survived, and then she gets stabbed again as an adult, and still survives. And the Grand Inquisitor got stabbed, and he survived. So, do lightsabers really not do damage, or am no, I just going to only the Qui Gon? Qui Gon's the only guy. <laughs> Qui Gon's the only guy ever stabbed by a lightsaber that died from it. Yeah, so I'm just gonna. Darth Maul got cut in half. He came back. Yeah, so I, I don't know. That part kind of drove me nuts. Her getting stabbed, uh, and then just like walking. <laughs> it felt like the next day. Like I'm here to see Owen. I'm looking for a farmer named Owen. I'm like, oh come on. She's not even like limping at all. So that bothered me. The uh, the whole thing with her as a youngling getting stabbed. I mean, you could have. Again, now we're nitpicking, but you could have made that whole scene about her hiding and pretending to be dead. And that's a lot more traumatic than Anakin stabs you and you miraculously survive. (laughs) Anakin stabs you, just happens to not hit a single vital organ twice. Um, But, you know, lack of lack of lack of writing uh, right here on this one for a lot of stuff. So uh, I will agree with you there. I think, Mark, she was supposed to die in the show. And then, much like Poe Dameron, they liked her so much, they just rewrote it so she lived. Okay. That's fine. That's As long as, you know, keeping her alive is cool. You know, I'm going to enjoy, like, all of the cosplayers <laughs> and at the conventions moving forward. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, but, like, I don't know what her character is going to do now. Like, she's part Sith. She's part Jedi. Like, what, the fact that she's still around during Luke's formative years is kind of odd. You know what I mean? Well. Mark, like Joey said, if you want to find out, stay tuned to uh, previews and check out the Marvel <laughs> series that'll be coming out uh, probably before the end of the year. That's right. <laughs> sure, we'll get some novels with her and Ice Cube's son and the guy from Eternals all teaming yeah, up. There you go. To uh, to to hang out with uh, Grand Namath Tarkin's uh, grandkids or something. With, I don't. <laughs> with Doctor Afra. That's right. Dr. There Afra. you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to score it, guys. Zero to five, five being the best and zero being the worst. What do we have for Obi-Wan on Disney Plus? John Aminta. Oh, can I can I go half? You have half? You, have, yeah. go, you okay. can do whatever you want. All right. Uh, I've gone I, as low as negative a million on the show before. So No, no negative. I did enjoy it. Um, some of the things you guys brought up, like I, I, I had said initially, the six episodes might have been too much, and as Mark kind of really greatly explained it, it was supposed to be a movie, and and it is padded a bit. But again, we get some incredible, incredibly cool fight scenes. Um, I can't wait to get my uh, my broken helmet Vader figure that'll be out by Christmas. Uh, I'm getting that Pre-order for sure. Now. Pre-order it now, Black Series. I'm gonna go. You know, I I I enjoyed it. I'm gonna go a solid three point five. Right. Um, I'm gonna go a solid three point five. I think. Still, the high watermark for Disney Plus um, Star Wars is The Mandalorian. Um, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But this wasn't Book of Boba Fett. Ewan McGregor was great. Uh, we got some cool, you know, looks at some different new characters that I enjoyed. Um, and again, you know, like we're all of the age where, like, who. We're living in a time where Darth Vader is on a TV show. Like, <laughs> it's insanity. And, and I'm not talking, the holiday special. Right? And not the holiday <laughs> special. And not a cartoon. Like, even, like, Darth Vader, when he would roll out in, like, Rebels, like, eight years ago, you're like, wow, I'm watching Darth Vader weekly on TV at points. And now we're getting it live. And and 
it's it's almost like we're spoiled, yeah. you know, with that kind of stuff. Right. But, um, Thank God for AI. So uh, James Earl Jones doesn't have to get out of bed, but cashes a check. Yeah, I heard. I heard he didn't even voice him this time. So nope. um, that's interesting. And uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I go solid three point five. Um, hopefully they'll come back with another series and uh, and make it even uh, you know one step better. All right, Marcellus Reagans. Yeah, you know, problems aside, and there are a lot of them, I still love my live-action Star Wars. For me, Star Wars kind of really exists in the live-action form. Uh, I mean, I like the cartoons, I like the spinoffs and stuff, but, you know, live-action Star Wars is where it is for me. And being a fan of Episode 3 for the prequels, and obviously being a fan of Episode 4, I enjoyed living in a world where we're right in the middle of both of those. For some reason, during the last episode, I was like tearing up like a little bitch through through the entire thing. So I love this show. Most of it. I'm going to give it a four out of five. All right. Well, you know, I I don't think I need to tell you guys how much I love Star Wars or or the listeners, but uh, this has a lot of warts on it. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of uh, just kind of blink or scratch a little bit and it starts to fall apart. There's definitely some stuff where you got to wave your hand and go forget about it. Uh, Why is this? Why is that? Um, But for the most part, it's enjoyable. Uh, You know, I really liked the second episode. I like the fourth episode on the uh, water base. The fifth and sixth episodes were fantastic. Uh, The battles are fantastic. There's so much to like here. It's definitely not a bad show. And John's right. It's beside below the Mandalorian, but above Book of Boba Fett so far for Star Wars live action stuff on Disney Plus. I am at a three out of five, a nice solid three out of five. Uh, I would say watch it. If you're a Star Wars fan, watch it. I don't think it's going to convert anybody. But I think if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to get off on all the fan service in it and you're going to enjoy it. And it is what it is. <laughs> so three out of five for me. Sounds like at the very least three thumbs up from the three of us. So you should definitely go check it out. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. Now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get ourselves some recommendations for the listeners out there. John, please tell all our listeners where they can find you and the pint. All right. So the pint colon a pop culture podcast, uh, me and my co-host Lloyd, we talk about uh, different movies and all different kinds of stuff, uh, comic books, anything that fits into the pop culture bag uh, every week. We also have a Patreon, 250 a month, Patreon slash The Pint. Uh, we put out all kinds of extra episodes there as well. And uh, on social media, Twitter and Instagram, it's at The Pint Podcast. And on Facebook, it's The Pint Podcast. All right. Any recommendations? Anything uh, people should be checking out out there besides The Pint? Um, I am on, this is, it's going back a little bit. I watched season one last year and didn't get a chance to get to season two, but, um, all the hype about Ted Lasso is real. It's, uh, I'm I'm in the middle of season two right now. Oh, Joe. I know. I know Joe. It's not my type of show. My wife watched it and absolutely fucking loved it. So it is, it is such a uplifting, great show and not, not in the ugh way. It's, it's. You know, uh, Jason Sudeikis is is uh, is incredible. But I want to say this too, though, because nobody knows about this show, and I recommend it to friends all the time. Uh, three seasons on FX. It ended last year. It's called Mister In Between. Uh, it's a show about a uh, it's a Australian show about a hitman, uh, and it is it follows him in his professional life and his personal life. It's one of the best shows I've watched in years. Nobody knows about this show. 
Uh, I recommended it, I think, to our mutual friend Paul from The Countdown, and he watched it and loved it. So check out Mr. Inbetween. All right. And definitely check out The Pint. Uh, Markellis Regans, how about you? Well, first, I want to say that uh, Ted Lasso season two was my favorite show of the year last year. So I don't want Joey to watch it. <laughs> Just stay away from it, Joey. <laughs> no, I'm not going to watch it because it's not the type of show I like. I don't need to watch. it. I already know I'm not going to like it, but I know it must be good it's... for people that like that kind of show because like you guys are my friends who opinions I trust all love it. And my wife loves it. And for some reason, she likes me. So I'm not going to question her taste. The show's amazing. Stay away from it. Um, I I want to recommend The Boys, which is... Boys? Uh, <laughs> Boys? That show, for some reason, I don't know what it is. It, every week I watch it and I get completely disgusted by it. But every week I'm looking forward to watching the next episode. It, it, this season has been really enjoyable for me. And next week is going to be the final... Uh, it's going to be the finale. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't been watching The Boys, uh, don't watch it while you're eating. You know, because <laughs> it's it's pretty disgusting, uh, but it's been kicking ass big time this season. So uh, the boys. Nice. All right. Well, I will suggest you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page. Links to all our Patreon and YouTube content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com backslash so wizard podcast. There are hours of free exclusive content there, interviews, unboxings, more movie reviews, trailer reactions, so much cool stuff there as well. Don't forget the Patreon where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast. This month it is the only place to hear our review of Resident Evil for coming from Netflix, because God knows Resident Evil has such a great track record in live action this this must be wonderful um so you'll be able to hear what we think on that and as well as some other things as well so check out our patreon oh boy um what will i recommend that's crazy so uh i read a i have some comic reviews i've been doing uh, i recommended world's finest from dc that's probably the best book on the shelf right now uh the best marvel book on the shelf and not just because the writer is cool with us on twitter uh is savage avengers uh, all new, all different Savage Avengers is fantastic if you're a Marvel fan. So check that out and uh, check out the Interrupters, one of my favorite bands right now. Uh, they're great. And check out the Pint and yeah. check out Thor Love and Thunder, because that, my friends, is what we will be reviewing next week on episode 414 of the podcast. That's going to do it for this week. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host from the Pint, colon, a pop culture podcast, Mr. John Amenta. Goodbye there. <laughs> General Tanobe. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagan. Uh, everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Send out your well wishes to Aubrey. She'll be back soon. Good journey.